nice paradox map here on the beach at Cox's Bazaar. It's a tiring 10 hour bus ride outside of Dhaka in Bangladesh. And this is reputedly the longest beach in the world. Actually, I don't, I don't think that's true, but it's pretty long. <laughs> so, um, an interesting thing here about being in Bangladesh is alcohol is illegal. So you might have seen like some skits sometimes or sketches uh, on the internet joking about what it would be like if, if alcohol were treated like weed. Well, that's kind of like what it's like here. So you might go into a dimly lit bar or you go into a warehouse which looks a little shady from the outside and uh, you, need to, you need a card to purchase the alcohol, which in this case is a foreign passport. Though, truth, I, I haven't actually been asked to present a foreign passport, but just see my face and say, yeah, okay, you're good. Uh, so, it's rather unusual, and I guess if you're a strict Muslim, you probably have no idea that this kind of dimly lit restaurants and bars are out there serving alcohol, and you would believe that the, the law is in full force. Uh, one thing is, about that with the paying bribes. Uh, of course, uh, those dimly lit bars probably pay bribes. They call them police entertainment. So you have to pay like monthly fees to get people off your back. If you grew up in a Western developed nation, you might not ever have the idea that in a lot of the world, things are like this, that you have to pay police to run a business, even if it's a legitimate business, even if you, you have couriers running around the city, the police might be stopping them. You live in a developed nation, you might not even know that police just go around stopping people for no reason. It might not even enter your mind. But that's the way it is in a lot of the world, and I think it's important to keep pointing that out. People have this view of the world, oops, losing my sand off here. Uh, people have this view of the world that everything is strictly controlled, everything is managed by the authorities. That's not the case, not in developed no nations, not in, certainly not in developed nations. Then, <laughs> one thing is about the, about the traffic here. Um, when I was on the, on the plane coming in, I met a fellow from Spain who lives here, has an import-export business, and he told me that the traffic is, is absolutely nuts he said it's like some kind of video game, and he was right. Uh, it, I thought he was exaggerating to some extent, but no. Uh, the traffic is like playing, playing the highway level on Mario Kart, where you're dipping and weaving between these auto rickshaws and trying any way you can just to get ahead, just to get, get some space in between a couple of cars and, and move along. And he also told me that Uber drivers can't read maps here. I certainly thought he was exaggerating with that one, but no, it's true. Uh, it, it's absolutely true. The, uh, the Uber drivers can't read maps, and I had one experience where the Uber driver was stopping every block to ask for directions, uh, just to make sure he was still going the right way. I had to go and walk to the Uber driver, see him on the map, and go to where he was, because he just didn't know how, how to figure out how to turn a corner and get to the right street. Kind of surreal, but I guess this is, you know, points out some of the problems with education that exist in, uh, 
in nations like this, then some, some other thing is, well, this is kind of interesting. If you can see my cap here on YouTube, you can see I'm wearing a cap with the Gadsden flag. Don't tread on me with the snake coiled up. And that's kind of unusual because uh, I think if the government knew what that was, uh, what that meant, how it meant uh, autonomy and standing up for your own rights, they probably wouldn't allow that to be sold. <laughs> so it's cool how it can buy a, a symbol of anti-authoritarianism for $3 at New Market. <laughs> the cool thing is, uh, I think pretty much wherever you go in the world, um, people will shake your hand when they see you're a foreigner. They want to put on a good impression of their nation. They want to make you feel at home. And that's kind of special. One thing I think about, you notice like you can see around me here, people are peaceful, people are having a good time. It's very rare actually that you'll see people uh, beating each other up or threatening each other. It, it doesn't really happen every day uh, in, in most of the world, even in a place like this, which uh, according to my friends can be quite dangerous. That's quite remarkable and I like to sometimes when I'm just sitting there I like to just meditate on that fact and just be grateful that we can live in a world where people can get along even when there's a diversity of opinion even when people maybe even have a, a, every excuse in the world to let the animal nature take over and start hamming fisting a motherfucker like a silverback they don't do it most of the time <laughs> that's quite remarkable and I guess uh, some people, if you're, if you're analytically minded, I know there's some hard cases out there, you might start to say something like, well, hey Kurt, you know, why should I be grateful for something which, which is owed to me? Uh, like, I should be able to feel peace. I should be able to be free from people intimidating me. So why should I feel grateful for the absence of that? And the first reason is, it feels good. And that's a very important thing. So feeling grateful is something you can do. It's uh, about the cheapest high you can get in the world. And it's natural and pure. There are no side effects. Be grateful. Uh, find every opportunity you can to be grateful because the world is wonderful. The second thing is, uh, my buddy Adam Pashanta likes to say that there are no rights there's only what you can negotiate. So nothing is owed to you. Uh, your peace isn't owed to you any more than being born in this world is owed to you. Nothing is owed to you. So when you can get a moment of kindness, a moment of respect, a moment of tenderness, that's something worthy to contemplate. And that's something worthy of, of praise and uh, a moment of a moment of thankfulness. Then. Another reason is the economics. You might call this universal economics. So what you incentivize, you're gonna get more of. So gratitude is like a way of showing the universe that you want more of something. So you like peace, say thank you for the peace and you will get more of it. Uh, you might say, well, that's some hippy-dippy, woo-woo, airy-fairy crap, Kurt. Uh, that's you know that's the secret or something that does that's not really how things happen 
think about it this way. The thing is, when you are grateful for something, you can't help but act in a way that promotes it. So you're going to say thank you for the people around you who treat you with respect. You're going to show them your emotions. And when you have that moment when your eyes start tearing up and your, your lover asks you, what's wrong? And you say, nothing's wrong. Something is right. You feel that emotion build up and you will have the courage to say, you don't have to, you didn't have to ever give me that tenderness, that gentleness, that respect, that patience. You never had to do that, but you did. And that's remarkable. So thank you. Show yourself and you will be changed in that moment. You will change what's around you. You will change the world. Be grateful, please be grateful. The other thing I think about is mercy. So when I was heading out of uh, the immigration center in Iztapalapa towards the, the Mexico City airport, I thought there are these four men surrounding me uh, of unknown character and I don't know their intentions and I don't really have a way out of here. And if they wanted to, they could probably kill me and there would be very few consequences. They could find a way to figure that out. And I thought I must have a lot of faith in humanity right now to sit here peacefully and calmly while this is happening. And you know, in the end, it wasn't that likely. Of course, they didn't want to kill me or anything like that. They didn't really even wish me ill, even though they were sending me out of the nation forcefully. The... No, no, thank you. Uh, and the thing is, there are powerful people in this world and they probably have the power to destroy us at any moment. Uh, even, if you, even if you're one of those conspiracy theorists who don't believe in atomic bombs, I mean, I have my questions myself. They do have powerful weapons that they can uh, drop on us, but they don't do it. Most of the time they don't do it and we are safe and we are peaceful and it's due to the mercy of these people of perhaps questionable integrity these people that we might even call sociopaths and for whatever reason they restrain themselves and they don't destroy us and you might say well that's that's kind of backwards to be grateful for to our would-be oppressors for not oppressing us. I don't think so. I, I think it's it's actually natural. In I mean, if you see this universe in a chaotic, mechanistic way, then it's just it's just a pure miracle <laughs> that we can have any kind of order at all. And so every moment, every moment alive. Every moment of peace is worth being grateful for. Next time you're in a bar or restaurant waiting for your food, go ahead, take a moment, look around you, notice that nobody's being stolen from, nobody's being robbed, attacked, intimidated. Everything is peaceful. Everything is good. Be grateful.
Thanks for listening. Have a great day.